This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This week's episode of Bullshit Breakaway is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers, as always, could not... Do it without you. Thank you so much for the support you give us. On today's show, it is the last show before the trade deadline. We have our good friend and favorite guest ever, Brian Wotanik, on the show to talk some nonsense and promote his Twitch channel that he's coming out with. And Greg and I always get into the usual Ranger nonsense. Next week, we will have answers of what happened to the Rangers on the trade deadline. I will be recording from a hotel in Chicago. Greg is in Syracuse this week. We are traveling, men. Here we go, another show in the books. Hey, Bushwick Breakup fans, welcome to another edition of the Bushwick Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan, live from Syracuse, the Big Orange. Greg, say hello. Yeah. I don't know how often you stay in hotel rooms. I will be staying um, in one this week when I visit Chicago. Do you make an effort to I, – well, I guess you're a normal human being who works normal human being hours. Yes. So this probably doesn't apply to you. But when you work stupid hours like I do – I was done with work today by 10 a.m. Excuse me? I, was, <laughs> I, I go in at 3. So like oh, my yeah. part of the day was done by 10 a.m. But I, w- I wasn't out of the room long enough for – there to be any opportunity for housekeeping to come in here? Yes. They go between so like 10 you... and 10 and 3. Yeah. But like it was snowing all day in Syracuse. I'm not going to go It's this isn't exactly like a tourist tourism hub, I would say. Yeah, I don't so, think I don't think people are like, "Hey, what do you want to do in February?" Oh, Syracuse sounds nice. I don't even think they want to do it in the summer. What is there to The only thing to do in Syracuse is to go see Syracuse University in some way, shape, or form. Basketball. And as someone that grew up in Connecticut, uh, fuck Syracuse University. Okay, fair. Yeah, thoroughly. That's fair. So what? what is your point about uh, housekeeping here? I don't know. I just feel bad. They weren't able to come into my room today, so like my bed's a mess. I feel, I feel time, like they're like, shit, yeah, this guy's in his room. We don't have to make his shit up. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's I'm a- just – I just wish that there was a way for me to like – 
sit on the couch as someone makes my bed for me. A very first world problem. Not even first world problem. Very spoiled brat problem. My question, my I counterpoint just, is that why isn't there? I, I guess there could have been, but I don't know. I I don't like. I don't know. So weirdly enough, uh, when we transferred, I transferred into Marist College, where we uh, eventually ended up meeting, or somewhat okay. like that. Who knows? Uh, Do they, you have housekeeping in Marist College? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Uh, they put us in a hotel, so yes. And my first year at Marist College, I spent in a Marriott Residence Inn because they didn't have on-campus on housing for transfers, so they decided to give us at the Residence Inn, and we would get free towels and toilet paper, and they would make our beds, which I thought was fucking ridiculous, but they did. So junior junior year, I hooked up with someone that was living at the Marriott residence, and it was weird. It felt like I was hooking up with a, a townie. It, it's very strange. It was a very particularly strange year of my life. Anyway, welcome to a Rangers podcast. This is the last week you'll ever see Zuccarello and Hayes play in a Rangers uniform, probably. Uh, one way or another, Greg, this is the week we find out. We've spent how many months now talking about this upcoming week? Every single episode... It's pretty much about two things when it comes to Blizzard's breakaway. How is the defense doing, and what's the trade market like? And after this week, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We only have one thing left, which is, how is the defense doing? Or how is the rebuild going? And frankly, it'll be sad once it's gone, because we'll lose a lot of content. But I'm finally ready for it to be over. I'm curious just to get your thoughts on if Quinn should be playing Zuccarello and Hayes, because I feel like no matter what happens... No matter what Larry Brooks says in the post, I both these players will be traded by the end of the week. I, it, it, I, you kind of take chances into your own hand. I mean, we don't have to go that far to remember. Ryan McDonough got benched before the deadline last year, and we were told it was injury-related, but obviously it was a little bit more than just injury-related. I think the Rangers stopped playing Nash at a certain point as well. Um, I, I don't have I, – I know it was only a year ago, but – my memory stinks on ice. Um, yeah, at some point, I think you just have to pull them just to be safe. I, even if you don't end up trading them, there's no need. Just give yourself the option of trading a healthy player. There's just no need to put it on edge. Because, again, it's not like this Rangers team is necessarily threatening for a playoff spot. I don't care what anyone else says. They're, what, 10 points out? I will They're not I making up five right games on the – 26 teams ahead of them basically in the east there's there's no scenario where the rangers are a playoff team trades or no trades currently the rangers are at 58 points in the standings uh they would have to catch up to looks like the penguins at 69 points yeah it ain't gonna happen guys so yeah i i don't know if you need to sit them necessarily for it would make sense just to sit them now um the problem with the rangers though is they just they don't have the forward depth to sit Hayes and Zuccarello, they'd have to make some roster moves and they'd have to make roster moves at the risk of exposing someone that they probably don't want to expose. Or I, I, I guess you can say you could, you could put Pionk on I, IR. Um, I don't know how serious his eye injury is. He, had, he didn't skate today. Um, you could kind of just take the five games with Pionk and rest him, even if it's not that serious just so you can bring up another forward. Uh, but, yeah, that part of the problem with the Rangers is right now how they have the roster constructed is they can't sit Hayes and Zuccarello without going with, like, a 10-8 lineup. And that – Is that legal? Yeah, can you do that? Yeah, why not? I guess I'm, I'm just curious. Shit, if they wanted to play Georgiev at wing, they probably could. 
I would pay to see that. But I digress. The, it just feels like we have. There's a shocking amount of game before the trade line left. I, I I just checked this out. It's four games. Yeah, it's like every other day. Yeah, so I I believe maybe you'll see Zuccarello and Hayes play two to three of those before they probably sit them on Sunday. I can't imagine they would sit them. They'd play them on Sunday, the day before the trade deadline. But I've been I've been surprised before. Uh, so do we think the Rangers are going to wait until day of the deadline to make all their moves? Because I don't think that's what's going to happen. Really, I do. Uh, mostly because they I've, only traded I've McDonough and they only traded McDonough and uh, Miller on deadline day last year. It feels a similar situation where, yeah, where Zuccarello and, and I think McQuaid goes before. McQuaid probably. Well, McQuaid's the easiest to deal. There isn't a whole lot of negotiating you need to do on the McQuaid front. Yeah. Uh, you give know me what a, you're getting for Give him. me a fourth. Thanks. I, I, it might be a third. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's it. You know what you're getting for Adam McQuaid. So job well done there. Whenever you want to. It's as simple as a team saying, all right, we're ready to pull the trigger on Adam McQuaid and that deal's done. And the rumors currently um, are the Leafs. Sorry, Arvin. I just, it's just I do bad. love how we had him on. He was like, wait, really? McQuaid? <laughs> him? Why would I want him? And now, here you go. I feel, I feel, I kind of feel bad, but at no, the same don't. time, I don't because I don't want him on my team anymore. And the Leafs are good. Uh, yeah, McQuaid's the first to go. Um, I think Zook's going to be the second to go because, again, I just think he's the easiest to trade. And then you're, you're not. You're waiting for the, the the rest of the market to kind of develop for between Duchesne and Stone and even Panarin. I, I'm not sure Panarin's moving. I haven't really seen a lot of rumors. I'm about not him. either. I think the Blue Jackets want to make a playoff run, and you can't really make a playoff run without Panarin on your roster if you're the Blue Jackets. I'm with you. Um, yeah i I was thinking about this today, and we've we've heard multiple people talk about this before, either on Twitter or on other podcasts, about how the frustration of some Ranger fans that the Rangers didn't get to set the market and trade Kevin Hayes early. Uh, and for a while, I kind of just took that as it, as it was and didn't really think anything of it. And then I got to thinking about it today, especially with everything going on in Ottawa. And I feel like the NHL is, I don't want to say they're smart enough where most of the GMs were just waiting for this to happen. But the reason why I, I, I got to think part of the reason why the Rangers didn't trade Kevin Hayes earlier is because other teams were waiting for this shit to hit the fan in Ottawa. No one wanted to set the market with Kevin Hayes. Like, if Stone and Duchesne were going to become available, I think a team like the Winnipeg Jets, they know what it would take to get Kevin Hayes. They can make that trade whenever they want. Who really knows what it so takes to get the did, other two, though? You, you might be able to get yeah, the other well, two as a package. Well, not, not, not just that, but you, if the Senators all of a sudden can't extend Duchesne and Stone... You're no longer negotiating with the Senators to try to get them to not extend them. You're negotiating with them because they can't extend them. So those are two different asks, right? If you try and trade for Mark Stone in the middle of January, you have to pay a premium to get the Senators to not negotiate long-term extensions with their young players. But now, a week before the trade deadline, the Senators can't extend Mark Stone. The price immediately comes down because the jets are no longer trying to buy out the senators negotiating window the senators fucked up so now the jets are trying to get them on 65 70 cents on the dollar so no one was ever going to trade for kevin hayes if you can get mark stone not necessarily cheap but cheaper and i just i think the rangers the rangers just were fucked with with the kevin hayes market i i think we're all going to be a little disappointed i i think it's going to be hard to envision a return for kevin hayes that is significantly better than what they got for rick nash 
which is when you really look at it and think about it as a player, or as, a, as a player, as a fan of the team, you go to yourself, well, Rick Nash was sort of towards the end of his career. It actually was the end of his career, then, you know, not by his fault, but more of concussions. And Kevin Hayes is a 26-year-old in his prime. So you'd expect that you'd get more, but it might actually just be the Rick Nash package, and that's what's been reported mostly everywhere. I mean, I've seen it on The Athletic. I've seen it in multiple other places where they say, yeah, Hayes can go, but it'll probably be a prospect in a first. And that's the exact thing you got for Rick Nash, and I don't think it's going to be some sort of elite prospect, by the way. I think it'll be a B-talent prospect, and is that good enough? Yeah, that's good. I mean, you're getting rid of the guy. You're going to lose him anyway, but... What I want to kind of get to, Greg, is the, the Larry Brooks article from, I believe, was it Sunday or, or Saturday at this point? I can't even remember. I think it was Sunday. I think it was Saturday. Oh, who knows? Uh, pretty much that came out and said the Rangers are possibly in talks to, to extend Kevin Hayes and Zuccarello. And we, we're we not that dumb, right? Like, we know this team is trading both of those players no matter what happens. Can other GMs see through that smokescreen? Because everyone else could. I'd imagine they can. Again, it the how we've been doing this podcast three plus years now Mm -hmm. i'm yet to meet multiple nhl gms that i would consider extremely smart individuals yep like the best gms in the in the nhl kyle dubas in toronto guaranteed um but he's about to trade for i like everything the sharks do for the most part Mm -hmm. uh even nashville is like hit and miss what about the lightning because for Yo, I mean, Eisman's not there anymore. Though. Well, he's gonna I, be... I don't know about the new guy. That's Rizzo. true. I don't, I don't know. His, I don't know his stick. He'll be in Detroit um, next year, so. Yeah. So I, I, but outside of those three, who are you squinting and saying like that guy? He's actually pretty good. Like, I don't know. I don't have. I, I don't the, have any particular NHL team GMs that comes are a weird there. breed, man. NHL GMs are a weird breed. I don't they, really count the Penguins because they of... have three superstars. So. And they do some dumb shit too, like. Jack Johnson got a five-year deal. It's not exactly overly smart. I can't believe he's still um, making banana pancakes. It's unbelievable. I, I do think it. I, I, I feel like the 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 thing that we also have to remember with the Rangers is, I don't know any. At least, well, I mean, definitely in New York, but I, I'd go as far as anywhere else. I don't know any organization as tight-lipped as the New York Rangers are. So the only information that gets out is information that they want out. It sure feels like. Someone in the front office fed that line to Brooks that, hey, by the way, we might actually just want to keep these guys in a last-ditched effort to try and get the price up a little bit. Same thing, again, with, like we said with the Senators. If if you're convincing a team that you're not just trading for this guy for the rental, you're also having to buy us out from keeping him long-term, that puts the price point a little higher. I... I I don't see a scenario where the New York Rangers are extending Kevin Hayes before Monday. If Kevin Hayes doesn't get traded, yes, I can see them eventually working on an extension, but you can't get to this point in the trade deadline window and just begin contract negotiations with Kevin Hayes. Yeah, I just don't don't see a reason where you'd you'd call up the agent and be like, hey, so we thought about it. Now's the time. (laughs) That doesn't doesn't check out at all. you're You're also negotiating from a complete point of zero leverage. If you're the New York Rangers, it's like, Hey, by the way, we tried trading your client and nobody wants to trade for him. So now we would like to extend him. Like it, the, the train of thought to get to the New York Rangers, giving Kevin Hayes an extension before Monday just doesn't make any sense. None to me at all. I don't know how you go from, 
we can't get the trade price we want on Kevin Hayes. So now that we know no other team really wants to pony up for him, we will pony up for him. Yeah. That, that, for uh, a rebuilding team, that makes no sense. That can't really sit well with the agent or Kevin Hayes, though, either. Like, you didn't really want me here. Now, since you couldn't get me anything, I now you want me to stay? I, I don't think so. But well, may, well I I've heard, I've heard rumors also, that Kevin Hayes wants to stay, so I don't know. Yeah, it'll challenge how badly Kevin Hayes actually wants to be in New York, which... My God dog, my dog joining the podcast, by the way. He's uh, barking at what must be the wind. It happens. Wind, yeah. it, it comes and it goes. <laughs> Very insightful. Um, Thank you. I will do my best to edit my dog out of this show. That being said, uh, there is other Ranger news I kind of want to talk about. Mika Zibinijad is still red goddamn hot. Do we have an official star on our hands? Because I've always talked about the Rangers lacking star power. Uh, other than Henrik Lundqvist, which we've obviously talked about. But I don't even count him anymore at this point, just because he's always been kind of like that. But for the first time, we have a position player that is really blossoming uh, to another level. I think this might be the first time we've had a star since we've had the podcast. Sorry, Rick Nash. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think you get to star level by having even one good season. I mean, Mika Zibanejad has broken out. Mm-hmm. The only way, I, to me, he just needs to replicate it, and then we can have that conversation. So many, I, he's not the first player, and I'm not shitting on Miki Zibanejad. Let me get this out really quick. It's just in terms of the conversation you want to have. A lot of players have had one really good season, beyond really good season, like a star level season. But there's a difference between a breakout year and a star. So to me, you need to do it. More than once, right? It's just something because... I wanted to explore because this feels like the first time we've had a prolific forward, uh, even though it is the rebuilding year in the in like the least last five six years. Even the championship teams, who was a prolific forward on those teams? I mean, I think you're underplaying the impact Derek Stepan had on the New York Rangers. Maybe I am, uh, but it. I. I mean, it. I. I don't think it's incorrect to say the good Ranger teams were kind of more about not having any weak spots as opposed to having a Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin on the roster. Right. They were about speed. Yeah. The, the Rangers were about, we're going to run three lines out here, all of which are very good though. I mean, outside of that one Rick Nash year where he scored 40 plus goals, I don't even think, I think like Zuccarello was the leading scorer and he routinely was like just hovering around 50 points. Yep. Something like that. It's been a long time since the Rangers have had to do, a consistent 60 point player. Um, it'd be great if Mika Zibanejad is that guy. He's going to be that guy this year. I mean, he's already at like fucking 56, 57, 58 points. I'll bring it up. Unless he gets hurt tomorrow and doesn't play the rest of the year, he's getting above the 60 point threshold. But yeah, I mean, for me, whenever I'm trying to define a star player, I just need more than one year. Cause how many, again, we're, we're big baseball guys. How many times have we seen guys break out in baseball and just, not replicate it from year to year. A million, but it, it's it's nice to talk about the Mika Zibanejad thing because it's the first time this year's been about hope, right, and about building hope for the fan base. And I think that's been pretty much the theme. It's like, hey, we have a whole new regime. We're building a whole new culture. We have most of the same old players. A lot of them are going to get traded, but we're building towards this goal of winning a cup, and we're going to do that at all costs. And you can see Mika Zibanejad leading that charge. I mean, you were at the game on Friday – uh, I don't know how much mm. of you remember, but I'm, I remember the entire game. Anything after the game is really questionable. Not so me. much. 
Uh, what did you think about the play of like Buchnevich and like these guys? These are the guys that are going to be leading us forward. Buchnevich, Kreider, Mika Zibanejad. Those guys might be the actual core of our next playoff run, and they probably will be. Well, my whole thing this year has been answering questions, right? I feel like I've said this on the podcast at nauseum. Um, we've answered some questions, both for the for the better and for the worse. One of the questions we've answered is: Can Mika Zibanejad be a top line center? Emphatically, yes. Check right. Check. Uh, will Mika Zibanejad have? Is someone on this roster able to play top line minutes consistently with Mika Zibanejad? Chris Kreider. Check. No problem. Um, and then you think of some of the not so great answers to the questions we got. Is Neil Pianka top four defenseman? No. Nope. Um, how how many Mark- men? There's too many men on the ice. Too many. Yeah, too many. Uh, but it's. Can Tony D'Angelo have a consistent role in the NHL? Yeah, check. We've we've answered that. Um, but there are still enough questions lingering that I think need more focus post-trade deadline. As much as we have a man crush on Pavel Buchnevich, do, do we truthfully know if he can be a consistent top six forward? It'd be nice to see it nonstop for the rest of the year. And I think once Matt Zuccarello is no longer on this team the return there will be an opening on the top line right so if we get 20 games of criders of benajab buchnevich figure that out again that's another question that could be answered when kevin hayes gets dealt filipito does he slide back into a center role that's another question that we can have answered when kevin hayes gets traded that opens up a spot down the middle or potentially on a wing do we see leas anderson again that's another question that we can get answered. Um, yeah, there, there's there's still just a lot of stuff the Rangers need to answer, and it's fine that they haven't answered a ton of these questions yet because, again, full rebuild season, you just have to figure it out as you go. But I I, I don't want to have the conversation of, is Mika Zibanejad a star? I'm just happy that we've ended the conversation of, is Mika Zibanejad a top-line center? Yes. Because it's emphatic at this point. Our top line has been amazing. Red hot for the past, like, Our, our top line has been arguably one of the five to ten best lines in hockey. Which is insane, like, it, by the way. Right. It, it, it's crazy that the, the Rangers play seemingly has been pretty good recently. But when you really dig deep and get to the bare bones of what the hell they're doing, it really comes down to the fact that the top line is just unconscious. So every everything else, out before the Buffalo game, and we haven't been talking a lot about the guys like Nemestikov, Strom, like that line, because it hasn't been very productive recently. They broke out in Buffalo. And you even think about the Kev- – Kevin Hayes hasn't been playing that great of hockey recently. No, he got robbed he came in back Buffalo from, a little bit. He was, but... he was hot hot before his injury. He's come back from his injury, and he's kind of just been – Middling, I think, is the nicest way to describe how Kevin Hayes has been playing. So it's the Rangers' forward core has been pretty poor recently. It's just that the first line has been so fucking unreal that we we haven't really thought about it. But it kind of masks outside the, of the rest of the problems play, in the offense. It really does because you you look at these scores and you look at the games and you watch and you're like, well, we're keeping these games pretty tight. I mean, lost to the Jets four three. Destroyed Buffalo, even though that game was tight with four minutes left. Came back against the Penguins 6-5. And, and if Hayes doesn't get robbed, that game goes to overtime like every fucking Ranger game this year. And 
it just masks the the play of Nemestikov, who hadn't scored in like 26 games before. He put like a two, pretty much two empty netters in, just like other players haven't really produced. And you can watch every single game at me because Vinajad scores a goal and Zuccarello is producing and Chris Kreider's a monster and everyone else has kind of been lackluster. And I mean, do we ever find out why Hedl was scratched? Yeah, it it was. Uh, I believe Quinn's words were he saw some slippage in his game. Yeah. Okay, buddy. It. The, I don't want to get it I, again. I won't get into because it because it, it's it's a conflict, right? Like it's a personal turmoil you and I feel. I you, we've had conversations earlier this year about how why hockey is the one sport we just get stupid angry about when a guy doesn't play one game. Yeah, it's one of right? the things we talked about a lot this year. Yeah, like and it's dumb. It's one game. So what if Quinn is sending a message and Hedl understands the message that is trying to be conveyed? I don't get why and. I catch myself doing it because I immediately got angry that Hedo wasn't playing. And then as the day developed, I was like, I don't know why I'm getting angry. What's going on. I'm the guy that sits here and says it's one game. As long as Hedo knows why he's getting sat. And as long as Hedo then gets put back in a, into a position to succeed, which to Quinn's credit, it's not like Hedo was playing fourth line minutes against the penguins. Right? So it, it, I, we shouldn't be angry about that. At the same time, it the thing that I find myself getting frustrated about, it's, it's another thing I hate doing because you should never have to be like, hey, player, why is player A getting treated this way but player B isn't? It's just before his injury, Brett Howden was just getting fucking walloped every night. Like he was clearly struggling. And if you want to talk about a guy's game who had slipped, it's Brett Howden. And yet every night, Brett Howden was a fixture in the lineup for one reason or another. And it's just, I, I get that no two players should have the same expectations because quite honestly, Philip Hedo is very much more important to the Rangers' long-term future than Brett Howden. At the same time, be great if the rookies were treated the same, right? Like across the board. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope Howden's recovery is going okay. It's, I don't know if he'll play. Eh, probably play again this Well, will he? How much time we got left? Yeah, he yeah, might come back. Yeah, year. he'll play again this year. Not even March. Yeah, it feels later in the yeah, year just, already. I don't know why. Yeah, it just the, the, we can't be angry that Filipino got scratched for one game, right? And I, I, I regret that I immediately got angry about it. At the same time, it, it, it's just confusing to me that Heedle's game. It's not like Heedle was just. It's not like any Ranger again outside of the top line has been playing extremely well. I feel like there have been times where you and I have complimented Ryan Strom's game since he's come over to the Rangers. I, I literally, he's, been a, he's been a pleasant surprise. I literally did it this weekend. So, yes. yeah, he's, he's been a pleasant surprise. You know, he's only got like 15 points in 40 games for the Rangers this year. It feels like he just does everything else, but, but have points. Everything else comes for Ryan Strom. And maybe I'm just wrong in, in thinking that, but every time I see him on the ice, he's kind of noticeable despite not scoring or assisting. That's kind of how I feel about Nemestikov, where I, I, I feel like I always know when Nemestikov's on the ice and it's never for a bad reason. At the same time, it it never really translates to like high offensive production. I guess I used to feel that way about Jesper Fast, and I don't feel that way anymore. I, I hardly realize Jesper Fast is on the ice these days, and maybe that's on me personally. But I feel like he's sort of been a non-factor this year for the most part. And maybe I'm just not not watching the game correctly. And I'll hand up if that's my fault. And you can, I'm sure Fitz will, and other people will yell at me. But 
just for me, Fast hasn't really been a big deal. I've noticed Nemestikov, and I've noticed other players a lot more than him, especially Strom. And I wonder if, if, if that's because they're just newer for me and I'm watching out for them more or just Fast has really fallen off. But I feel like they're the same quality of player. Am, am I wrong of thinking that way? I don't think Fast's game has changed, but I, 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 I wonder if it's just one of the situations where you know exactly what you're getting from him now, so you're not even looking for it anymore. You're trying to notice other things on the ice. What's the last time we, we mentioned Jesper Foss in this podcast? For real. I don't know. I I will say, um, outside of Zubinajad, Kreider, Zuccarello, the Nemesikov, Strom, Foss line was the most noticeable line on Friday when I was there. It felt like they were getting 20 minutes of ice time. I know they weren't. It just, every time they're on the ice, I was like, really? Them again? Interesting. Yeah, that was the first night they played hot in a while. Uh, and they were all noticeable that whole night. Sometimes you just go with the hot hand as a coach, and that makes total sense. But I can't remember the last time I was like, hey, man, that was a great game by Jesper Faust. I can't, I can't remember at all. I'm sure it was like three weeks ago, and I'll be reminded. But just uh, a player that's been a, a non-factor for me in this rebuilding year, especially a good glue guy, but just kind of a no-show. That's fine. I don't think it's fair to call. Him, I don't think it's fair to call him a non-factor. I, I, I for think me, just for me between... personally, not. No, I'm sure he's he's done a lot for the team. Just like I haven't realized him as much as I probably should. Yeah, I, I I'm not going to speak for you on that one. I just I feel like we know what we're getting from Jesper at this point, so we're not focused on it. I'm also surprised that he's, I, I he's think just he's not been perfectly fine. Not part of the trade talks. I'm just surprised. No, oh, he's a guy. He Jesper Fast. We've talked about this we've, before we've in terms this. of his this trade value. This is the last value. time we've talked about him, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's just Jesper Foss is the guy who's more valuable to your team than he is on the trade market because you'll never get equal value for him. Exactly. Yeah, so, someone will ask you for a fourth, which I, well, is the same price you get for Adam McQuaid. And Jesper, yeah, Jesper he's Foss making, is way he's more. Making less than, he's making less than $2 million. He's under contract again for next year. It Jesper Foss isn't – there are some guys I feel like you just – you don't need to cash every lottery ticket, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes you just have the ticket. If it doesn't win, that's fine. You just, you let it go. Jesper Foss feels like the guy where if you lose him, you just lose him as an unrestricted free agent because you're just, I don't think there's a, what would it take for you to trade Jesper Foss? A second round pick? Yeah, probably a second. And even then. But who would offer a second round pick? For nobody, nobody. So that it, it, it's kind of, it, I'm not like you. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I, I get that you always need to think about the futures and it's difficult to just let guys walk as free agents. It is. Yeah. For me, especially at the same time, I'd rather just let Jesper Foss walk as a free agent than get a fourth round pick for him. And I know this doesn't mean anything for this year because, again, he's under contract for next year. But say the Rangers aren't exactly a playoff team again next year. I, I think they might be. Um, but that's besides the point. Say the Rangers are in the exact same position they are next year as they are this year. Jesper Foss is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Would you rather just get a late third-round pick for him? Or would you rather be like, fuck it, someone has to play in this lineup for the rest of the season. Just keep Jesper Foss. He's a good locker room guy. I've thought about this same situation with Zuccarello over the past like week. And like, would it be the worst thing to keep Zuccarello? I, I think yes, because... Anytime you can get a draft pick in the first or second, if you can get a top 62 draft pick, it's very I think valuable. You have to do it. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. 
Uh, I just, at the end of the day, I do, I, I guess it's the emotional factor with Zook, and I just see the top line running on all, all cylinders right now and building something special, and maybe he takes another contract that he's underpaid on. I, it's a weird transition. It's a it's a time of my life where a lot of things are changing, and that includes Zuccarello leaving the Rangers. And it's been hard for me to factor in, uh, in, in total. And with Zuccarello going and definitely going, it's time to think to yourself, like, well, maybe he can stay and we have this hot line he's part of the future still a little bit he'll keep, he'll keep but it's just not but we've, we've talked about happen. this as well like what's the what's the contract you're comfortable with giving Matt Zuccarello it's less than three million it's three million dollars a year probably I think it's it's around the four mark it's it's to me it's basically the Vlad Nemesnikov contract and it's insulting to ask Matt Zuccarello to take a Nemesnikov contract it is it's very insulting especially for everything he's done for the Rangers and everything he's put out there the entire time he's been here. It's just insulting to say, hey, here's the money we're comfortable paying, paying for you, where I would like him to go out and get a nice contract and take care of himself and his family and his, the future of his family, et cetera. But I, it's supposedly that he'd only want to pay for the Rangers or go back to Europe. We'll see what happens come July 1, but apparently there is a chance he uh, would be re-signing with the Rangers, and we'll see then. That'll be another story we talk about, by the way. I mean, supposedly all three guys we're looking to trade would want to come back, which... Uh, I don't think the front office is going to want any of them. Strangely I just enough. don't get the the one that doesn't make any McQuaid? sense. I don't know why you want to bring back McQuaid. Yeah, what's up with that? What I I, I don't know. That, I, that's been reported more than anything else. Where he'd like want to come back? Like uh, what? Well, not not even that he'd want to come back. Just that the Rangers would be interested in bringing him back. It's just I, I, the Rangers have enough mediocre defensemen, right? How, At how some nice point, of a guy is McQuaid start... that like he's a, the best locker room guy? I don't know, dude. He and again, it's McQuaid is weird. Where it's like he's not good. <laughs> There's really no other way to describe it. I I know it looks like Brady Shea plays better with Adam McQuaid on the ice. The numbers don't indicate that at all. So it's just weird that it, again, it's just weird that watching the game, you can sit back and say to yourself, like, yeah, no, Adam McQuaid is a good defenseman. He's He's just not like he's just a big, slow body who happens to shoot right handed. I've never had a moment watching just eye test, guys. I I, I can't recite to you his fucking Corsi, his, what the fuck his PDO is. Wait, hold on. I thought his, we were stat boys. I, 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 I'm not. All right. Just what? fucking eye test okay. with Adam McQuaid. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I am a stat boy, but I like I'm, I'm not going to sit here and recite the fact that I was like just making fun of us. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Anyway, just the fucking eye test. Like, McQuaid isn't good. I, I don't know how you watch McQuaid's game and you go like, oh, no, that that that's how defense is supposed to be played. Is it? It is not. I, I feel like defense is supposed to be played well, and Adam McQuaid doesn't <laughs> yeah, do that. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, my, my whole point is – Adam, come on the podcast at, and at, defend yourself. Okay, sorry, I had to at, do that. At some point, the Rangers need to add good defensemen, right? Yep. Like, if the Rangers just want to be – mediocre again defensively next year they don't need adam mcquade to do that because if, in theory the rangers next year could run out shea shattenkirk stall d'angelo, d'angelo. pionk lindgren yikes and they'd be no worse than they are right now i would say you put clayson in there as well in some way shape or form that those seven defenders are no worse next year than they are this year and the only thing you do is you take away Adam McQuaid and Brendan Smith. Yeah. Like, 
And Smith was okay we're, on we're Friday, just, but we'll see. We're just as we're just as mediocre defensively if you run that back. And the only the difference there is you're not playing Adam McQuaid. You're not paying Adam McQuaid. You're not worried about playing Brendan Smith. Nobody except Neil Pionk and Tony – even Neil Pionk and Tony D'Angelo aren't significantly more expensive. You basically just take the two-plus million dollars you're paying Adam McQuaid right now and reinvest that into both Pionk and D'Angelo as restricted free agents. Those seven guys, you can be just as bad defensively next year with those seven. And you're not taking up a roster spot that could potentially go to Lieber Hayek if he turns his game around. You're not taking up a spot that could go to Chris Bigris. You're not taking up a spot that could go to Joey Keane if he comes over from juniors. Like, you just don't need Adam McQuaid taking up a roster spot. Plus, you can, you're going to pay him millions of dollars. You can find a way to be bad defensively without Adam McQuaid. Yeah, you'll, you'll find a way. It's not like he's like this amazing stopgap that's going to be fix, a fix-all. He's here now. You know what he is. So you must like him for some reason, but it's just definitely not his defense. Uh, Greg, I, I just I just don't get it. I don't get why you would want to keep him. That, that's not not fuck fuck the keeping him part. I don't know why you would want to bring him back. Like you got him in the first place to, try, had him for six to try and flip him right for a higher draft pick. Don't know if that's going to happen. Hopefully it will. Somehow you took on money for this reason. Who knows? You're going to try and trade him for that value, and then you suddenly want to bring him back for another couple million dollars. To do what? I don't get it. To do what? It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Just if you don't want to sign actually good defensemen next off season, then just don't sign anyone and run it back with the same shit that we have. Which that, might, might be the case. Uh, before we get to our guest today, Brian Wotanik of Got the Sports Network, formerly of another podcast. Uh, do you want to talk about the James Dolan possibly selling the Knicks? And I'm assuming the Rangers would be involved in that also. No, because I don't think he's actually doing it. I agree with you. It's not going to be the first time Bill Simmons is wrong about something. I, I hate to break it to you. Shams did delete that tweet, though, immediately, which is very strange. So uh, usually when he reports I don't. Them, I think there's a big difference between James Dolan entertaining the idea and James Dolan actually doing it. Yeah, I don't the think. The Knicks are massive. The any professional sports team, especially one in New York, is a massive bargaining chip for everything you want to do because you can leverage so much money against it for literally any project you want to accomplish. Yeah, like, I, I just don't know if like the number had to be more than five billion, and even then. Well, here, here's 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 the thing: when you physically sell the team, it it becomes a a finite price point, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if James Dolan just wants to Think about always selling the team. It's just a theoretical multi-billion dollars that he could cash that check whenever he wants. Whenever you want. Not that he needs yeah. it. No, I, I I don't want to talk about that story because I don't think it's a story. Cool. I, I really think it's that simple. Agree. Let's go to our uh, guest. Do you want to quickly, oh. well, before we bring on, I mean, we'll we'll continue talking trades with Woj. Who do you think is being traded? This week. At the end of the day. We've spent the last six weeks trying to. Okay. Figure out where these guys are going, but who do you think is actually being traded? I think the four players that get traded are, in order, probably McQuaid, Nemestikov, Zuccarello, Hayes. I think everyone else stays. I'd agree with that. I think if we had to say a player we haven't talked about seriously getting traded before the deadline this year, Kevin Shattenkirk. Boy, but I have, I have. That's just me saying words. 
I would agree with you that it's only four players getting traded. It's the four you mentioned. Man. The Shattenkirk thing is weird. Weird. It is just weird. I don't know. Let's talk, well, let's talk to Woj about it. Because oh. we I, no need no need for us to get into that without Woj. That sounds good. Transition. Hey, we're back with our uh, favorite recurring guest. Brian Wotsadik, welcome back to the show, my friend. I got the favorite title this time. That's pretty that's, good, right? That's, fluff, that's good. It's called I, that fluffing you up. Good off the bat. Fluffing that was you really up. good off the bat. Well, now you're no longer a competitor. I can just come out and say it, you know? That makes me nervous now, though, that like that was like the setup. Like, all right, we're going to put it on a platter for you first, and we're just going to bring it down the entire rest of the episode. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, start high and bring them down. That's like the whole Bullshit Breakaway motto. Whole business trick, yeah. Yeah, that's what we do. I, I heard the mom cast. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, Mobcast number two should be interesting this year if that does happen. Um, welcome back to the show. We just were breaking down before you got here. Uh, a, a Peter Holland trade. Your thoughts oh on, on the Radish error for the New York Rangers. Two two players switch teams and you love to see it. You know, you like classic change of scenery trade. Um, one of these guys will probably, uh, the Radish will get called up when McQuaid gets shipped out. And we'll all be like, we'll have like one good game. We'll be like, oh, I think I think this, I think think this, they stole in this trade. And then we'll forget about him for the next 20 games of the season. So that's exactly how this trade's going to go. Did you remember that Peter Holland was alive? No. Get me either. No. Great. You know who I thought it was? Who was the other guy that was really good friends with like Hayes and all them? Uh, Paul Carey. I thought it was oh, Paul Carey got traded. My God. <laughs> how do we forget about Paul Carey so quickly? Very easily. Hold on. You can't forget about someone you never really had a thought about in the first place, right? <laughs> no, you can't. Paul, come on the like podcast. When, 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 Th- when Thanos snapped, Paul Carey didn't evaporate. He just never existed. In the first <laughs> I think there's a couple Rangers over the past couple of years that have been like that. Let's try and name some. So Paul Carey, Eric Stahl. And we're trying to uh, see. Here's, here's the problem with trying to name the most forgettable Ranger. If you're able to name them, then they're not the most forgettable. I Ranger. was making a joke. Yeah. That's why I said Eric Stahl. My bad. All right, it's a go. shitty joke. Oh, right. Jesus Christ. Bad. I always feel bad, especially with you. Um, Ra- Rangers podcast, huh? Who knew? Yeah. We had a great time. Yeah, I don't know. Just for for the for the sake of everyone, like we don't have a lot of hard thoughts on the Darren Radish trade because I fuck you if you thought Darren Radish was a real person until tonight. Like it's 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 fine. It's, he's a twenty two, soon to be twenty three year old right handed shot defenseman that's going to be playing in Hartford and maybe possibly might get called up if McQuay gets traded. Here's the thing: the Rangers already have twelve defensemen in New York. Yeah. So even if Radish gets called up. Who's he taking playing time away from? No one on the current roster. So yeah. we'll see what he is next year, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't hate it because Peter Holland had zero future with the New York Rangers, right? We, he wasn't ever going to come back up. No. So Darren Radish is a guy that maybe, possibly, might at one point become a New York Ranger. Sure. So it's a fine trade. I don't think anyone needs to have a hard thought about it beyond that, right? We're done. That We've, we've talked about the Darren Radish trade enough. We've moved on. Agreed? Uh, we Before we... I totally agreed. I think we all agree. We're all nodding. Yeah, no keep, arguments. We're keep nodding. Before we uh we Fantastic. transitioned into Wosher, we were talking about a one Kevin Shattenkirk, and how weird it is, or weird his tenure with the Rangers have been has been so far. Uh, Woj, you know that he signed with the home camp discount. Discount? Yeah, discount. I said that right? That's English. Yeah. How, what have your What has your thoughts been on Kevin Shattenkirk throughout his career as a Ranger so far? And do you think there's a chance he gets traded before his career is over here? 
I flip flop a lot on this guy already, and I, I feel like if I just keep throwing different opinions out there, one of them will stick and be like, "All right, yeah, that was a pretty solid opinion." But I guess if I had to like break it down, is I feel bad for the guy. I genuinely do. Like he comes into the, I, I, I talked about this before, but like he, he comes onto the team expecting to play with Ryan McDonough. Like that was literally a quote he had on the day that he signed when he was on NHL Network, saying, "I'm very excited to play with and learn from Ryan McDonough. He's like one of my favorite players." All that nonsense, and then he Ryan McDonough gets shipped out, and so you're stuck and left in people expecting you to be the guy. Which he was never the guy. He wasn't the guy in St. Louis. He was never going to be the guy in Washington for his short stint there. And he wasn't going to be the guy with the Rangers. He was going to be a piece that, that was helped built around with the defense with like Ryan McDonald. Like that was going to be your starting point. It was it was supposed to be what Keith Yandel was supposed to be if you were staying with the Rangers. And that's fine. But then McDonald goes, you're left with Brady Shea and Kevin Shattenkirk. And fortunately, like Brady Shea is just, you know, inconsistent and he's getting better throughout the season, but he's still just inconsistent. He's not the guy either. So now you're left with two guys who like have an identity crisis of who's going to be like the star defenseman. And then the, the weight gets poured more, more on Kevin Shattenkirk's uh, shoulders because one, he signed the deal to come here. So he's the big, he was a big free agent signing that year. And two, he's the veteran. So, he's, you know, you expect a little bit more out of him. But I just feel bad for the guy now, man. It's like he, and he had to go through injuries. He's playing back from injuries, which is never easy. And again, he's taking on a workload that he's not used to. And frankly, he shouldn't have to do with. And it sucks. So like, I, I at the point like where I'm at now is I just hope that like the fans don't turn on to a point where it's like toxic, you know, because I, I know people like have claimed he's played bad, which is fine. Like that's a perfectly fine opinion. There's stats to prove you wrong, which I thought I was one of those people who thought like, I just thought he was stinky this entire season, but there's obviously stats to prove that he has been effective in the role he's been given. And obviously like the circumstances I just said before, but you know, it still stinks for him. I, I really do feel bad for the guy and he's just a good dude. I mean, look at the, like, the cancer jam shit he just did with the Rangers and all yeah, the he money. Kills, he raised. kills like, it on the charity yeah, he, section. For he's sure. just a good dude. Like, so I, I feel bad for him. I hope like his Rangers like tenure isn't looked back on with just straight like toxicity. What would you trade him for right now? Just out of curiosity. Like I, I, if someone he's comes, not a first round pick guy, obviously. Yeah, if you, if someone comes to you for or for a second and he waves his no move or whatever the limited no move he has, would you be like, yeah, sure? I, I honestly probably would do the same package that was like the rumored Zuccarello package, like a second, a fourth, and a fifth. Fine, take him. I think I do the same thing, mostly to get the money off the books. And... Yeah, you're both in, you're both insane. Yes, yeah, tell you're me, both Greg, insane. Tell me, it's, it's that simple. You're both you're both you're both fucking insane. Tell me, tell, <laughs> um, tell me about. I it. think, I think the problem. I, I don't want to speak for a lot of people, but I'll speak for everybody. Thanks. Uh, I think the problem most people have with Kevin Shatker, because we thought we gave him savior status when that's just never been his game. Right. right. This is a guy who's a just chopping stuff. There, there are I, I people get upset when they say you're a second banana as if being a second banana is necessarily a really bad thing. Kevin Shattenkirk is like a really, 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 really good third banana on your defense in a perfect world. He shouldn't even be in your top pairing. The New York Rangers are far from a perfect world. So when you acquire someone like Kevin Shattenkirk, he becomes your second best defenseman next to a Ryan McDonough. When every team he's been successful on, he's been a top four guy and a power play quarterback. And now the Rangers are like, by the way, you need to be either our number one or number two defender and our power play quarterback. I, he just We put too many expectations on his head. And I feel like that's been a detriment to him. At the same time, if another team wants Kevin Shattenkirk, you're giving me at least one first-round pick. No. Otherwise, I'm not trading him. I don't have to trade him. No, you don't. Yeah. So I, I, I'm. You get a first-round pick for Kevin Shattenkirk every day of the week. Otherwise, you just don't trade him. Because if if his value has gotten that low, 
he's on he's only got two more years on his contract. The New York Rangers are far from in cap hell. I just I, I you're insane if you would do it just for a second round pick and a prospect. The fourth edifice. It's insanity. <laughs> but, what, but here's my point is why not when he's not going to be on the team when they're ready to compete again? Like, wouldn't you rather just have the pick now and then just get get him off the books? And I understand that you still have to have players to compete, which is why a lot of people's arguments of like trading Zuccarello might be dumb, I guess. But like, wouldn't you just rather like, knowing he's not going to be on the team when again, when they're ready to compete, wouldn't you just rather get rid of it now knowing with the, the, the pool of defensemen they've acquired over the last two seasons when they kind of knew this is the, the route they were taking? Well, again, I, I'm of the opinion. I don't think the Rangers plan on being bad next year. Right, so I, if I guess yeah. that's if really you're not where I'm being bad our, next year. You, you you need Shattenkirk to be good. That's where we, you and I differ the most. I think I still think the Rangers are in for the long haul of being bad for multiple years and then trying to. That's good. The then cup. then you're of the opinion they're not signing Artemi Panarin, which is fine. I sort of am. Yeah. You just you you can't share both opinions. That's the thing that I get. I think most frustrated with Ranger fans, people who say the Rangers aren't going to be good next year, but also need to sign Artemi Panarin. You can't be a dumpster fire, or plan to be a dumpster fire next year. And sign the number one free agent. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't work that way. I'm on the fence about it's that. Same, one, it's the same reason sure. why Bryce Harper is not going to sign with the Miami Marlins or, or the Padres. No, because I, I, the Padres are planning to be good soon, too. Yeah, we'll see. Never, <laughs> never have been, but yeah, whatever. I like their farm. Let's talk Rangers. Um, so now that we've got through Kevin Shattenkirk this season, let's talk about where we are in draft hell and if, if we can escape it. We're all locked in that we're drafting anywhere between eight and eleven, right? Like, there's yep. no, there's no way that that anything else changes. Like, I did draft simulator by myself multiple times and got top three like once out of seventy times. It's really sad about that. Do you think we really like can even get to the fifth spot if we trade these guys and start losing? Like, we're the team's still talented enough where we're going to be scoring because the Bitterjad has been on a hot streak. That's not going to stop. I just don't see a way we get a top five pick unless we get super lucky with the ping pong balls this year. Is that for me? Either of you. I don't care. Yeah, no, they're they're not drafting. I, I, I'd be stunned and ecstatic if they draft in the top 10. Like, if they get nine or lower, I think it's a win. Because, one, I, we, we said this from the beginning, though. Like, Lundquist was always going to make it hard to tank. And now Georgie's playing well. And I understand they let in six against Pittsburgh. But he's been playing well regardless. So now you have your goalies that are starting to play well. You know, Hank's going to have a couple days rest now, so he's going to start playing. They're going to start splitting time, so Hank's going to be even more rested in between games. And I think just because they trade three guys, let's let's say, let's just call it, let's say they trade Zook, Hayes, and McQuaid. Sure. I think just because you trade those three guys, they don't get that much less competitive. Yes, there's a couple goals where you're not going to have, and those are the games you're going to lose, but at this point, it's far too gone to expect us to be a top-five pick. Like, trading those guys with 21 games left or whatever there is is not going to do anything for anybody. You're going to have trading with, like, 16 games left because well, we have yeah. four games left this week before the trade deadline. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, I'm surprised how late the trade de- trade deadline is, even though it's the exact same date as le- last year. I'm surprised. <laughs> it feels so much later. It, it I just, think it's because we're all looking forward to it. It's it's been the whole season. The whole season has yeah. been like, so are we there yet? What are we getting back? Did we get the, what we want back? And then after that, it's immediately like, can the Lightning win the cup? And that's what we're rooting for. We're all watching the Lightning to see if they win the cup because that's exactly what we want. And that's all the only thing that matters after that for the playoffs for the Rangers is if the Lightning win the cup because we get a first rounder instead of a second. And that's it. Greg, are is there any other storyline we're missing for the trade deadline other than the four players we talked about? I think Greg died. Hello, Greg. Oh, I think Greg's gone. No. Or he can't hear us. One of those things is true. He says he's still in here. 
Yeah, don't say he's still here. Well, Woj, now that we're here, it's just you and me. <laughs> and we can finally be together alone. That's what alone. I wanted. That's what I wanted. I know. Greg! Hi. Welcome back. Uh, hotel Wi-Fi, man. It's, uh, it's a special, special thing. I was Let gonna, me tell you. I was going to edit that part out, but we asked you like this huge question, and then you didn't respond. I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> oh, uh, what, was the, uh, what was the big, huge question? The here? question was, was me, we were talking back and forth about the trade deadline and what we think about uh, what's going to happen and how the Lightning are going to be the one thing the Rangers have to watch. Well, Ranger fans have to watch after the, the trade deadline is over which is if they do mm. win the, the cup, that's really what you're watching for, hockey for, if, if any reason, after the playoffs, mm. what's the playoffs start, rather. Well, is there any other storyline we've missed other than the big four possibly getting traded at the trade deadline? Or is there there's something that we're not thinking about that could happen? Is there any surprises? Rangers-wise? Rangers yeah. Are there any Sur- surprises? Surpri- surprises? I don't think so. Um, like, what are the odds Chris it, it, Kreider gets traded? Like, 3% less? I, I, one and four. I think you gotta. If if anyone, if anyone on the current Rangers roster, I know I just yelled at you guys for having really shitty Kevin Shattenkirk opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Kreider, it. I feel like it's gonna take two first rounders to get him at this point, considering contract super cheap and under contract again next year. Um, at a beast level of play, hard to hard to say Chris Kreider has ever played better in his NHL career. Age, still just 27. Like, I feel like the Rangers, he's the, he's the guy you call the Rangers about, and the Rangers don't hang up when you bring up his name. But you also say, like, you understand there's no way you're going to win this trade by getting Chris Kreider, right? Yeah. Like, two first-round picks and a top prospect. Yeah. It ha- I, don't, I, don't see a, I don't see a deal lower than that. Like, say, say the – I'm trying to think of a team that would really want Chris Kreider. Awesome. Say the, the Leafs want Chris Kreider, right? You're getting Lilgren, you're getting two future firsts, and you're still probably getting a fourth piece from uh, Toronto. Like, it, it's there's just no other way to go about it. Yeah, that's probably He's true. He's playing unbelievable. And I can't see a way that happens. And, and uh, Brian, what do you think the odds Chris Kreider is the captain next year, out of curiosity? Very high. Very, very high. Um, it's not going to be Zabin and Chad. I don't know what it is, but I just don't see them throwing it on him. I, I, I think – I mean, it's been talked about a lot, and it's kind of like an overplayed thing now, but just his value to bringing in all these young players that they're bringing in and bringing in players from different cultures, which he speaks 900 languages. Supposedly, so having, he actually doesn't speak fluent Russian. Just just a rumor. No, nah, I'm going to believe that he does. Okay. It makes me feel better. Sure. Sure. He can't take that away from me. I, that was a take um, we had at the beginning of the year. We're like, well, well Kreider speaks fluent Russian, and then I have like – one of the five things we've ever gotten a scoop on is that he doesn't. That's, that's it. Yeah, the scoop's wrong. He does. He knows like a couple <laughs> words. Like, yeah, he can speak like very basic. Like, you could go on Duolingo right now and do like three weeks of Russian <laughs> and you'll be like right there with Chris Kreider. Well, then he fakes it like a motherfucker. He really does. He fakes till he makes it. It's that, it's that big dick confidence for sure. Uh, yeah, but I think I think he will be the captain next year. And, oh, who knows? I also – like I also not – like – Super crazy about just throwing the captain on somebody just for throwing the captain on them. I would be fine with them just running a, not a captain again next year because I, I get that they don't think they want to be bad next year, but I, I mean, they're going to be bad again next year. I mean, they, they would probably be a very similar season this year. Like, 
with the way Quinn's handled things, like it, who's to say that if the, if Kraftstoff does come over, that he won't be shelling out in the fourth line and that he won't be getting benched for inconsistent performances. So who knows? Like, I, I just don't think one season changes anything. And uh, I would be fine with them just not running a captain at all. I don't think it hurts anything, at least. In well, my- here, here, here's, here's my thought on that. Do you think, say the Rangers don't make a significant free agent addition next year. Do you think they're going to be significantly worse next year? No. Uh, yeah. So just yeah. the the lack of the I lack know. of Hayes and Zook and Kravtsov coming over and Leas coming up. You think the Rangers significantly worse? No, I don't think significantly yeah, they, at all. Personal opinion. If, if there's no like significant signing, like a piece where like you can look and say they didn't get Panarin, but they got this guy, which actually fits the system, the contract, and it fits like the what we're doing better. Because I, I I'm completely out on Panarin. Like that's my new stance on it. I'm just there's no point. It's just not going to help anything. I don't think locking him down for as long as he has is going to help anything right now. And I'd rather sign a couple good guys to contracts and just one monster contract. Cause that's not where this, that's where this team always got in trouble. Um, so yeah, I don't think unless there's like a, a pretty significant, like a, let's say, let's call it like a B plus signing. I, I, I don't see how they get better or any, like, I don't know if it's significantly worse, but I, I just don't see how they get any better. See, I think it's interesting because I don't, I don't see how they get significantly worse. Like, yeah, Hayes, I think Zuccarello might be back. But let's just say for this example, uh, Zuccarello and Hayes are not here. I think the play from Krastoff and Elias and Heedle's advanced play and Buchnevich getting these top, finally, probably a top six minutes. Um, and Hank and possibly Igor being here, getting backup time, uh, who is, by the way, leading the KHL with nine shutouts this year. Just, I can't imagine that team being so much worse than what we have now. I mean, the de- can the defense be worse than what it is now? I mean, Mark Stahl, I guess, could take another step back. He's been pretty solid this year as a player, but has not really hampered us. I, I yeah. just, maybe we're four to five points less than we are now, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're even higher. Am I, am I crazy to think that? I mean, like, well, so- I don't know. I just, I, I feel like we're, we always bitch about the fact that the Rangers aren't bad enough this year, and they're going to finish at like the eighth worst team. They're not bad. Enough. I just, I just don't see a way where the Rangers are, unless they trade Kreider and don't bring in more fresh bodies, where the Rangers are worse than the eighth worst team next year. There's a lot of bad I teams. Just- Has anyone watched the Kings? A lot of bad teams. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's a buyer's market. There's a reason for that. Like that's been one of the problems for the Rangers the whole year is that it's been back and forth about. You've seen all these articles online. Well, it's a buyer's market because there's so many bad teams and only the good teams are out west for the most part. And they wanted they they're the buyers, so maybe you have to get from them. I just there's we have this talent on this team that we're not going to be a bottom five bad team, and we're. We're kind of we're trying to do the the quote unquote Yankee rebuild where we do the like Greg, you think we're going to be good next year? So that the, you would consider that sort of a Yankee well, rebuild? No, right? I wanted I wanted to say we're going to be good. I just don't think the Rangers are going to be a train wreck again. Like I I think it's it's more likely the Rangers threaten for a wild card spot than they do for a top five pick. Mm, like yeah, that, that's I guess so. that's my stance. If Panarin's I, here, I'm absolutely. Here saying, I'm not here saying the Rangers are going to go on a a fucking long playoff run next year. I think if the Rangers make the playoffs, they're a very quick exit. I just, I don't think the plan is for the Rangers to be a train wreck next year. Well, That's I, just how I'm reading the team. And you got to look at the Metro too. Like the Penguins are one year older. Yeah. They're still going to be dominant. Kessel's probably maybe not there. Uh, that team is sort of the be- Penguins going to be dominant. The Penguins are kind of butt this year. Yeah. Okay. I still think, well, they're gonna, you're right. They might not be dominant. I still think they got to run in them. Just my personal opinion on that one. But the Capitals are going to be one year older. The, can the Islanders even repeat what they're doing now? 
I find that hard to believe. The Hurricanes, I don't really need to say more about that. The Blue Jackets will be without their goalie and their star player, and one of them might be coming to us. Not the goalie, of course. So it will be a competitive... It, actually, it, it kind of will be for the taking the Metro, it seems like. And, and maybe that leads to your point a little bit there, Greg. Yeah, and I think the thing that no one talks about with the Islanders, it's, it's fun to talk about Panarin possibly going to the Islanders. They got to figure their own shit out with Jordan Eberle and Andrews Lee first. Is it fun to talk about that? Uh, fun for me because I I still think the Islanders could fuck it all up, and that's always a fun time for me. Do you think <laughs> if they sign Panarin for eight years, they also sign Bob? No, I don't think this. I think the I think Bob's going to like Florida because they're just a whole bunch of stupid people in Florida. Yeah, Florida sucks. Sorry, Florida. It's not great. Shout out, shout out to my parents who live in Florida, but it's not <laughs> great. What was your thoughts on Florida? I lived there for two years. It sucks. Yeah, I was about to say you probably know better than both of us that you. It's thanks. You were you were uh, the only the good thing about Florida is the mouse for you, correct? That's it. Like literally, the only reason I stayed for as long as I did, you chafe for six months out of the year. Uh, you, you get hurricanes, you get alligators. There's people just doing basalts everywhere. Florida stinks, but like I mean, you have Disney, so I mean, I'll, I'll stay for that. The one thing I'll never get is Disney. I know I've talked about this forever. I, I've never I, been a Disney guy. I just don't get I, it. I could have sworn for a second you were going to be like, the one thing I don't understand is bath salts. No, I, I just don't get it. I, I, listen, I get bath salts. Who doesn't get bath salts? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love that little bit of that chemical right down your nostrils? Pretty good stuff. Um, Whoa, now that you Wait, do you, do you oh. think you snort bath salts? Is that how you think bath salts are ingested? Wait, have I been doing it wrong the whole time? You might. I always thought, I thought it was something you smoke. For sure? Yeah, like synthetic marijuana. That's definitely in a pipe. Okay, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Let's talk about uh, uh, promoting what Woj is actually here for. Uh, Woj, I, I know you made sort of a semi-announcement today that you're sort of sort of out of the podcast game. Not to put you. Yes, on, I'm retired. Not to put Again. you. Not to put you on the spot, but back to back to retirement on the spot. Um, yeah. Want to thank you for still being a recurring character on our our little podcast here. Always appreciate you having on uh, coming on here, but. Uh, it was a good run for the Garden Faithful. Loved you guys. Uh, had a little bit of competition. It was really bringing us up. But the question for you off the bat before we get to promoting what you're doing here, uh, how are we going to motivate ourselves now? There's no one else. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> there really is no one else. Like, uh, yeah, no, there's no one else. Um, <laughs> I was trying to be nice. What do no. we do? Uh, here's what you guys got to do. Okay, tell us. No, you already did it. You already did the, the mom cast. You already guys have like one of the best episodes of like Rangers podcasting out there. It has nothing to do with the Rangers. Yeah, so I don't we, know. You guys, are, you guys are fucked. Like, yeah, we in need, a like, good way. I, I'm trying to steal ideas. Like, what did you, what were your next plans so we could do them? You know, like no, we're nothing. And that's shit. why the show just shit fizzled right out. Like shit. we, had, that's why I, that's why I think that's why I hated podcasting because like, Though it's always like what's next, and you can never enjoy what you're doing in the moment. Like it was always what it what's like what's the next episode, what's the next topic, and especially when like you're a, a specific sport podcast, which you guys mm -hmm. are good about. Like you cover like you guys will talk Mets or just nonsense, so you guys <laughs> are able to Mets. break off and divide from like just talking one team or one sport. But for like like when you're just trying to do like a one team one sport podcast, you can't even enjoy what you're doing. It's just like all right, what's next? What are we doing? And it just becomes like systematic and formulatic or formulaic. Is that a right word? We're almost there. Formulaic. I was never good with the words. You guys know that. Yeah, me too. Um, I can't speak. But yeah, I don't know. I just I didn't I didn't enjoy it anymore. And like Fitz and I both came to the conclusion that like 
just like the landscape of like Rangers Twitter, like even like the nonsense that happened this morning, like mm-hmm. so one tweet gets sent out and people just in a tizzy. It's just like that. That's that's literally like a reason why we haven't done it. So Fitz, that's why Fitz was like, we weren't going to say anything. We we're just going to kind of let it fizzle. We didn't we, we didn't feel like it needed an announcement. We didn't feel like it needed anything. If people wanted to ask, we'll tell them, yeah, we're just not doing it anymore. But it was just like uh, we're putting it to bed. Fitz doesn't want to do it anymore, which is fine. I was perfectly fine because I'm doing the new thing now. And I kind of want to put it. I feel like this is more, it's fun. Like this is, this is more fun. And I can still talk Rangers on that platform and still do stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't know. Like what, what do you, what do you guys think you have to do next? Like you guys have to get somebody like that. Nobody has gotten on yet. Like, like who's it's like Valakat would be like the move. I yeah, think like, well, we know. So, you know, you right. know, we know that. And you, right. you know, so, we, we, Valley, listen, we know you're listening then. We know, you know you're listening. <laughs> we, we know you're listening. Come on, Confirmation dude. that you're listening. Yeah, right we have now. confirmation. Like, not even sure. a guess. We yeah, know. We know for sure. And it would be great if you can come on. I think yeah. there's been Stop a. Being a coward. I don't, I'm not it's, podcasting. It's, 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 that's Stop true. Being a coward, <laughs> well, I won't say it. But uh, <laughs> you know how tough it is with MSG sometimes and, mm-hmm. and the way it is to get certain people. Like we, you know, just to say some things like Adam Graves was almost on this podcast and then he wasn't. Yeah. Like we almost had a couple people on the podcast and then they weren't. So I, I'm not really sure what. You guys you guys are still reinventing it though. Like you guys did the thing with like the riveters. Like that's different. Like that's new. That's cool. So like, I, will, I think things like that will help you guys. I a lot. will say, and I can't, I, I will tell you after this that I cannot reveal. We got the biggest scoop about the riveters ever. And we cannot, we, we cannot reveal it anywhere. And I'm so sorry, everyone. But uh, anybody listening to the show, if they want to hear it, you can sub to me on Twitch and I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> It'll be tune in on March. Well, let's talk about that now. Greg, you still here? Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. I started doing bath salts. <laughs> that's okay uh, let's talk about that now so uh you've started doing a daily twitch show or not daily uh what tell about your schedule we'll tell you what tell the fans so, of what's going on with you so yeah just started doing twitch something i want to do for a while i've well, never explain, been, uh, explain for people what twitch is because most some people that listen to this might not know for real it was actually stunning how little people knew what it was and they like came to watch like this is what it is this is stupid which is fine like i get it's not for everybody but honestly it's just it's like a i would say it's like a media platform like you go on you can play video games. You can do whatever. It doesn't necessarily have to be video games. But just the, I, I want to do a whole podcast yeah. with you about Twitch in the future because there's a lot of creepy shit on there. Oh, it's weird. Like I, somebody was telling me like look for like like there was one dude who was just like painting wearing a diaper. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yep. Uh, um, sometimes we play yeah. we play Friday night like go on and go to the just chatting section and then go down to get to about five viewers. Have a great time. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's the wild, wild west down there. But uh, we were thinking that you and I could team up for a Blue Shirts Breakaway and uh, Woj Gotham Sports Network Twitch team up. And yep. I was thinking maybe we could do some sort of charity fundraising. Don't know what the, I cha- love that. Don't know what the uh, charity could be yet, but maybe we could I take some. my hat in the ring? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I, what if we did it for the 11-day power play to raise money for cancer research facilities all across Western New York? I know a guy who's playing in it. What am I going to say no to that? <laughs> <laughs> and, and even crazier, just to bring up the guy we just brought up, how how about we give away the chance to win a signed Adam Gray's jersey? Whoa, on the stream itself with you and me and Greg joining us? On the stream. I mean, that uh, call me crazy, but I think that's a great idea. I think that that's exactly that just what came to me right now. It that's does, it does seem like we planned that, but we didn't. No, so, literally just came to me. So on uh, on March 8th, you and I will be doing a, a night stream of uh, Apex Legends, a new game that I'm literally addicted to, um, which is pretty which much... I knew you would be because it's very Overwatch-esque without being Overwatch. It's Fortnite right? for adults. Yes. Um, it's yeah. Fortnite for adults without the building. If you thought yeah. Fortnite was dumb and stupid, but you were like, I really loved Halo 2 when I was a teenager, Apex Legends is like crack cocaine. 
Yep. Uh, it is the most addicting game I've ever played, and I would definitely be playing all night with you. We could do the fundraiser. Uh, that would be awesome, and we could promote it. I'll, I'll have some artwork made up for us the next couple days, and then we'll go from there. Beautiful. Awesome, dude. Uh, so tell, tell me what you do on the stream. So you talk about the Rangers, you're doing, you're playing some games, and what else? That's really it. It's just like whatever I want to do. It's it's nice because it's it's there's freedom to it. Like if people are gonna come and watch, they're gonna come watch. Like it's not for me. It's not a money making venture because like nothing I've ever done with Gotham has been. And that's not a shot at Gotham. That's just like the fact of the matter. It's like nothing I've done with Gotham is to make money. So that's why I don't feel bad about like leaving the podcast behind. Right. Like yeah, we had sponsors, but it wasn't paying bills. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just they were there. And so like now I can kind of do my own thing. Like, yeah, I'm still with like, it's still very much Gotham associated. It's still all like, well, it's just on Gotham gaming, all that nonsense. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because they've helped a lot with like, you know, making, you know, helping with graphics and like help getting promoted and like so it's stuff that it, it's tough because I mean, with the affiliate thing just alone, like we started last Sunday and literally within a week we hit the affiliate status, which is like insane to me. Cause I feel bad. Cause I have like buddies who have been streaming for like months who are still like trying to hit that you know that, you know how that happened though right you're on oh. you're on twitter yes and i knew that and like i knew i had that advantage so that's a, that's why i felt like it was an easy transition because like i gotta be honest man i i don't know how some of these twitch streamers stream with like one to two viewers in the channel like those are the people that deserve the love that like i sh that i'm currently getting like which is like i'll never like not thank my followers for it but like I knew that I kind of was at an advantage going in, which is perfectly fine. Like that's something I've built up over three, four years now. So it's not like I just came to me overnight and I got lucky, but it just transferred now to a different platform. So yeah, it's been fun so far, man. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of like familiar faces since the first stream. And uh, it's been like, I did like, I've done like four or five streams so far. I don't really have like a set schedule. The schedules like changes every Sunday. Like I, I just based on days of the week, like tonight I'm going to stream. So if you're listening, this would have been last night. Um, because I'm not streaming tomorrow now. Like, so like I would like, like last week I streamed Tuesday. So it's not really like a set schedule yet because like with the way I work and stuff like that, just personal life, That's I don't want to have like a dead set schedule, but like just something where I can like be like, all right, you can expect me on in this time frame generally three to four times a week. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, Twitch yeah. has been uh maybe where I consume the most media over the past couple of years because I'm a giant nerd. Oh, uh yep. for sure and i watched the same like five people over and over again it's a wonderful platform and when i did the 24-hour stream to raise money for puerto rico uh i had like a max 24 viewers for the most day and then at the end of the night at 5 a.m or whatever when it started i got raided and i had 330 people from a wrestling stream screaming at me Jeez. which was uh some ex when i was sleep deprived and very out of it so that was something else but i'm glad you're doing <laughs> it uh, i'm glad you're still sticking with the ranger stuff and uh oh, yeah, greg sure. greg and i are here to support you right greg yeah, no, I'm here. Like I said, bass health. <laughs> Crazy stuff, though. Okay. Um, anything else we want to talk with Brian before we get out of here? You said you had a nonsense question. I'm still oh, waiting for Oh, I do. That. I do. Before we go, you're right. Uh, this question was asked to me. It's not It's not like bad, like the one-inch question. Sorry about that. Uh, it's, I thought uh, It's a, a question I've been thinking about a lot. You're at your own funeral. You're obviously dead. What is the song that is being played? Oh, that's go, a good one. I'll go first while you think about it. Because I already know my answer. Oh, um, go ahead. For me, it's the hustle, but the full version. And the hustle, because there's this part where, like, it's like a really long buildup. It's like three or four minutes. And they just whisper over and over again, do it. And then, <laughs> like, like, just not stop, like, do it. And then it goes into the full thing. And I just want everyone to do the hustle while my open casket is there. That's really where I'm at. I, I'd go, if I had to pick mine, if you, I've, I've, so I have two answers. I'm going to give you two, and I'm, I don't really care. I'm cheating. Okay. Um, one is, like, if I'm if people are at my funeral, you motherfuckers better be crying. And I want to guarantee that. So I'm playing landslide. Like I'm playing putting landslide on, 
And that's going to be the song. I'm like, people are going to cry. Like, I don't care if like, you're not sad that I died. You're going to cry because landslide on, and you're going to make my funeral look better. Like not a dry eye in the house. Or I want the Bills shout song to come on. So like the Bills touchdown song, everybody pick me up out of my casket and like crowd surf me around the room until the song is over and then put me back and bury me. Like, or like, just throw me in the trash. You don't even have to bury me. Save yourself the casket money. Like, just throw me in the trash. Room. It doesn't get better than that. Go out and go out on top. That's lay, my two answers. Let you down one last time. Got it. Greg. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know. So my first thought is, I don't know song, but like if at my funeral, the movie that's playing is one of the fast movies. Yeah, that makes so sense. Therefore, Actually, that makes total sense. <laughs> so if it's one of the fast movies that's playing at my funeral, then it has to be Donza Kidoro, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that so, makes yeah, sense. I, I, my, funeral, yeah. my funeral would be a good time. I think your funeral, funeral should just be, be open time. casket with Fast Five playing behind it. That's Us it. Jews don't do open casket, though. Oh, is that true? Yeah, we don't do open casket. Why not? I don't know. Why do you got to see my fucking face? You saw it for <laughs> fucking 30 years. Why do you need to see it one more time? You really want to see that ugly mug before it goes in the ground? be like... Yeah, That's yeah, because I want, I want you to have of me before I'm gone forever. How am I supposed no, to spit on you one last time? <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to see my like your last thought has to be whatever you think my face is, not what my <laughs> actual fucking face is. Like, don't don't look at me ever again. All right, think of me as more beautiful than I ever was. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll do that. All right, Woj, thanks so much for coming on March eighth, a Blue Shirts yes. Breakaway and Woj. Uh, charity stream for the for the guys and the boys and the girls that they want to join too. Greg will be commenting uh, live on some of our games. Maybe he'll maybe you can live comment our games and, and, and shot call us, Greg. That'd be fun. That's what I do. It's all I do. If you guys think I'm going to be one sober, two know what the fuck's going on. Nope. Or three sober, you're insane. None of us. And that alone is the reason why to tune in. I don't know what to do on Twitch. You guys are going to be sitting there shooting people. I'm going to be like, oh shit. Fuck him in the face. Fuck yeah, him in the face. That's pretty much what we want you to do. Yeah. Perfect. I've been drinking every night I've been on stream, and it's been magical. So. Not saying it's against the terms well, of services, well, but also, I'm not, not saying it. Oh, no. Well, I, I I'm sorry. It looks, like I'm, it looks like I'm drinking, like, seltzer water at this Oh, yeah, point. yeah, yeah, yeah. Since, since there are uh, witnesses here, uh, Woj, I apologize for not meeting up with you on Friday. Uh, once you told me that the entire Rotanic clan was going to be at that Sabres game, I decided you didn't want to see me that night because no, I didn't want to embarrass myself. Honestly, I kind of got that feeling. Like I was like, as soon as I said that, I like didn't say that intentionally, but I almost did because I knew that you and I think so much alike. We were just like, yes, we're in the same place, but for the best of everybody, we'll just acknowledge that we're in the same place. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, I was trying to help a uh, friend of the podcast and friend of Gotham Sports, uh, Ethan, out with some monetary transactions. And he's explaining to me exactly what to do. And I'm like, you don't want me to do this right now. You because this money is going to end up somewhere in like Jamaica. And it's <laughs> not even I don't even know if it's Jamaica Queens or Jamaica the independent country in the Caribbean. Did but, you just incriminate yourself for some like money laundering? Absolutely. Yeah, I might have, man. Whatever. <laughs> I've been doing bath salts for the last 15 you, you, minutes. He literally <laughs> said he literally said we while well, we have witnesses. So, you know, yeah. you got to go on it. I'm all right. It if if I'm open and honest about it, they can't prosecute me. I think that's, that's how true. the law works. Woj, one last time, say your Twitch affiliate link. Uh, it's WojGSN. That's it. Twitch.tv slash WojGSN. I have never subbed. All right. I've subbed to one person in my entire life. I will sub to a second tonight. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. All right. Yeah. Thanks so much for uh, for coming on. We'll talk to you guys next week. Love you guys. Big trade deadline episode next week. Maybe with someone from The Athletic. Who knows? Okay, Chief. Woo! Okay, Coach. Bye.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.